And what he told me was, is I will transform your mind into something new. And I said, what? You're going to transform my mind into something new and all this? Because I had what they call mush brain from the use of methamphetamine. Hey. So what happens was, is now, he said, I'm going to transform your mind. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine and fathom that because, you know, going on Facebook and looking at how, who I was to who I am now, man, I couldn't even understand that, man. How could he even say he was talking and making a conversation? It sounds like a bunch of mush mouth to me, and I, and I didn't think I'd ever get my brain back. But Romans helped me find my way back because I gave myself as a sacrifice. I sacrificed everything unto the Lord. And what did he do? Oh, man, let me tell you, he has not only transformed my brain, but in, what is it, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I believe, it says, I will give you a new body. What? A new mind, a new body? Believe me when I say this. My body is nowhere near new, but it's free from the chains of hell. My mind is like a new mind. I can't even remember or famine what I used to do. Today, it's all about being this. We are the superstars, super, super, superstars. A superstar, a superstar, because today is the day that the Lord has made. Today is the Lord made that give it all to God. Now let me tell you why, because I praise the Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah, I have praise for him, because today, today I found out that when people say, your, your turn is about to come, your turn, you're next, Kenny. You're next. I always looked at him and said, really? That's something I want to hear in my storm? Okay. I believe you. Three years later, still a superstar to God. Here we are with some new technology to get out to you in the way we do. Now, let me tell you. The blessing from God is all I have. Today, you hear me for the first time loud and clear. No bark, no dogs barking, no smog. My mom cooked breakfast with hog. You know what? Today, everything <laughs> just seemed to go a very, very blessed way. I even woke up blessed. For some reason, I just felt something on my heart. I rolled over and prayed right then and there. And then I heard some, and then I heard some um, some hymn music. I don't even know where it came from. My phone just started playing it. But you know what? I think that was my God calling me and saying, "Hey, kid, today's the day. Today's the day. I'm gonna. You're gonna talk to the people. Because why? We are the superstars, super, super, superstars. Are we the ones who have?
Right. Now I hand that over to my buddy. Right. So, as Candy said, you know, today and every day is a good day. You know, uh, as the word from the Don Mega, we don't get into the Alpha and the Omega, the original God Almighty. You know, and I think of God every day. We're allowed to do what we do and have this uh, time to get into the word. So let's jump in it. We're going to go into Romans as we speak right now. And uh, soon enough, we'll have uh, good feedback and websites that you can contact us in. And uh, we'll make sure to leave our Gmail. But as for now, we're just getting ready to do what we do best. And that's uh, you do the word, some of this street knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember. You know what, right there? It said throughout the world, I hear my Son. Woo! The world, right there. Not just in Bakersfield, not just in California, but I think that man said the world. The world. The world. Going throughout the world and magnifying him and praising him, I don't know what you're about today, but I'm not about not praising my God. Today, I will hit my knees no matter where I'm at. And man, I got bad knees, I'm a big boy, and I can't get up right. But you know what? I am not ashamed to get on that floor and praise God. There's always someone around me that can pick me up if they have a crane, a strong man, or something. But I'm going to get on my knees and praise to the Lion of Judah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, go ahead, Frank. You know, what I got from that was the very essence of an introduction of who the Savior is. And will always be. And as it's broken down by this apostle, as many know, and many don't know, it's good for you to figure out who this apostle is. I can tell you who it is, but it's good for you and anyone listening to find out. But why should I help you cheat on a test? Exactly. See, we need to have this stuff embedded in our mind and in our right hand. To be on the right hand of God. See, you got to know that you're a vessel. That you're a vessel. Not, I don't mean a vessel in the ocean. I don't mean a vessel as far as a, ooh, wait, now are you a lamp? Maybe so. 
but you need to know that you're a vessel and to where to hide your oil. Because you're going to need that when the bridegroom coming. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I hope you do. But if you don't, the bridegroom is Jesus. The vessel is you. And the oil is the scriptures that you come to understand and become the salt to the earth. Oh, wait. Never, never, my friend, lose the flavor. Because if you lose your flavor, you're worthy to be thrown out. And trampled over by men. And trampled over. Just remember what he says. At all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you. The way may be open for you. I may be long to see you. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Superstar status. You know what I mean? We are the superstars, super, super, superstars. Are we the ones who have the power? Superstar status. How? Do you understand that? Superstar status. You're like little Wayne. Throw some dirt on me. Make a wildflower. You know Spiritual what? gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. I am not... So... I just want to dance a new song. I just want to... Did he hear that? He, he said, yeah, it's for you, but it's also for the Gentiles. For the Greeks. Woo, for the Greeks. Yeah. For the... Anybody that is hearing this word right and now. you got to understand, this apostle was a Roman, writing to the Romans. That's why it's called <laughs> Romans. So when you find out who this apostle is, it's going to do what you never thought it would do, and that's open the door for the book to be open in your world, to your day, to this present time. It's going to come to you in a wave or a shock, just like that. And it's going to hit you. It's, it's going to hit, hit you in your heart. It's going to hit you in your heart. It's going to penetrate through bone marrow, and it's going to hit your soul. What I'm saying is, I encourage you to find out who this apostle is, who's writing this. There's many more that he has written, but what I'm saying is, dive in. Don't just swim in the water. Dive in. Ooh, did you hear that? He said dive in. But let me, you know what? God leaves breadcrumbs. Now let me tell you something. This man used to be a Roman legionnaire. And he used to do bad things to Christian people. Oh, bad things. Horrible things. Things that can't even be explained or why would they even want him to do that. But I'll tell you this. Listen to the words. So, as we dive in, and listen to the words, it was preached very long ago to the Romans. 
ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God... Did you hear that? Let me explain something. You don't want to be on the wrath of God. Oh, no. Because I fear this man. No. Not in a bad way. I fear him because it is to be feared, a man that can do these things. But you don't want to be on the wrath of God. Remember when I told you you wanted to be a pillar of salt? But don't be a salt pillar. You remember the lady that, that God, or the angel of death, that came down to destroy Gomorrah. He gave the man some time to get a few people out. Sodom and Gomorrah. So, when they were leaving, the angel said, keep on walking and don't turn around. And what did his wife go and do? She, she turned around. She couldn't leave. She didn't want to leave, but she was taken to be saved because of her husband. Now, equally yoked? No. Equally in sin? Yes. But the one thing that happened, see, when you're not equally, equally yoked to your husband and the Lord, you act out in such ways where you think that this place is the best for you and you don't want to leave. But she didn't know that this place was going to be destroyed. Oh, oh no, no, she knew. She just didn't think it was going to happen so soon. And she didn't think that the words that was proclaimed, oh, if I look back, you know, what, what's going to really happen? Well, looking back just tells you where her heart was at. Her heart wasn't in moving forward. Her heart was in defiling, lustful events that is plaguing mankind to this day right now. And God has his hand, if you don't think, on this world. And what I mean by that is, he gave his only son so that we may live in a world that only he can be ruler of all. So, as we get into it, deeply get into it, we see that he is writing a proclamation a declaration of freedom to the Gentile, but first to the Jews. Invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts 
to sexual impurity or the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women. First blood, double kill, triple kill, quadra kill, penta kill. And that's what really happened. I mean, a lot of people died. And what I'm saying, they didn't have to die. They chose to die. They chose to worship creation instead of the creator. Now, let me put something in perspective to you. I love football, ladies and gentlemen. I went to college, San Diego State. Whoa, whoa. But let me tell you, you should know what idolatry is. It's putting something above God. Now, you see all these people getting dressed up, losing their damn minds, going to football games, doing these things. Put They put bills last and put football tickets first. And you know what you're doing, my friend? You're bringing in sin into your life. Doing it by something cute, something, oh, let's go to a football game. We could do a family function, but realize if you take it too serious, you could lose your soul. That is what idolatry worship is. Putting on that face paint, putting all this stuff on, going out there and acting a fool. And I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all, and I get it. I understand. You need to have that stuff. I played the game. The game. That's exactly what he played. The game. But I didn't let it control me. I don't I don't need to put on face pain. I don't need to act like I lost my sense. See, that's where your adversary steps in and think and it makes you think you're doing something nice. Makes you think you're doing something harmless. It's a you know, it's a it's an everyday event. But you know what? To rest on Sundays is to rest on Sunday. And sometimes people are putting their day of rest to go to some NFL game. And yeah, you're gonna have fun. I used to. But my day of rest is simply that, a day of rest. I don't even do my dishes, folks. I, don't, I, I try not to do nothing that day, but to rest, reflect on God, do something for another person, and, and live a good life. I love football. I believe football. But I'm not going to let it control my life, and I'm not going to let it be an idolatry worship anymore. I put my God first. Everything else is second. That's good. And you know what? I've been blessed already. It ain't easy. You're pr- it is not easy. But you know what? It's worth it. And so far, I love my struggle. Right. Because it's mine. And it's real. And God is real. And I know I'm blessed for it. That's, that's- 
That's good to know, Candy, that, that you are willing to accept circumstances that life deals, that you're willing to accept a God so good they can handle these events and manage, if you let them, life. You know, Frank, it ain't easy. It's not easy trying to trying to accept God's will. Because, you know, for a long time I was I was amongst them tailgating and doing all that. But that's a lie for the adversary. Oh yeah. That's that's exactly a lie for the adversary. And were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, er God-haters. Does it sound like somebody you know? <laughs> Does it sound like your best friend that takes you out and everything says, you know, come to eat with me and uh, and talks bad about you know your boy and the person that you're married with and says that you can do better, but they're not married? Does it sound like a friend that goes out, takes you out and away from the person that loves you and says they're doing this, they're doing that, let me show you the film because I took a picture of that. And uh -huh. don't get me wrong, they took a picture of it, but that was the one setting them up for the picture to be taken. Or how about this? When you go off on your first vacation run, and I don't mean sandals, I mean the Grey Bar Motel, then all of your friends are so willing to help out your wife. <laughs> and, you know, I thought these were my boys because I'm quite frankly, talking about me and my life. So, you know, I just recently heard from another brother of mine who's a great mentor, a mentor to many, many, and now he's in need of a mentor. And uh, he knows, but he also knows that the things that are going on in his life are not in his control and won't be in his control, but somebody wants to be in control. Does it sound like somebody you know? Because people will do this in other people's lives that they shouldn't be involved in. And it's usually who you call your best friend as a boy who is just a friend or a girl who is just a friend or one of your associates or somebody that you acquaint yourself with and does this, they're not going to help you. That's not their goal. Their goal is to hate a God so good. Why? I don't know. It's kind of like a slap in the face. And it happens. And people get shot over the littlest things where people get hurt by fire. And they get burned by it too. And it's always by the one next to you. 
telling you things that you would love to hear, but you shouldn't. Do you know what's on the, on the, you know what makes me sad though, Frank? No, I don't. It, it, it was talking about men sleeping with men in an impurity. Do you know how, do you, have you ever watched a commercial recently? I, I, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, uh, commercials and uh, I don't and agree with them. I'll tell you this. I'm going to keep it PC, but my Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Okay. Now, I've seen a commercial the other day with two men kissing each other, and this society is saying it's okay. I'm sorry. It is not okay to kiss another man. It is not okay to lay down with another man. It is not okay to lay down with another woman, and you're a young woman just trying to figure life out. Now, I'm not saying that I, you know, what I'm saying is, is I know plenty of people in my family, and I love them. I got to show them God's love, but they're also going to know where I stand. I don't condone what they do, especially I tell my nephew, I know who you are, but that's your best friend as long as you're around me. Now, I'm not telling you that, I'm, that I hate you or anything, but just don't do it around me. I love him with all my heart, but I'm not going to condone what they do because, in my opinion, it is not okay to lay down with a man and a woman to lay down with a woman. That's just where I stand, and i got to be frank. Well, you know, uh, I understand and everything. Uh, I'm not here to say anything about what people do is uh, always their choice. It's going to be their choice. And if they want me to make the choice for them, I will. But they would have to allow me to make the choice for them. Now, I would always do what's right for them. Not for me. What's right for me not <laughs> might not be right for them. And, and, what I mean by that is words are powerful. The words that are being spoken right now in Romans chapter 1 are powerful. It's to all. It's for the Jews first and the Gentiles. It's for the Greeks. It's for the Romans. It's now, not just for one particular race. Now let's put it down. God came to his people first. But if you don't know what a Gentile is, just tap yourself on the heart. You are the Gentile. Yes. yes. We are the second people that got him. And there are scriptures that say the first will be last and the last will be first. What do you think he's talking about? He still loves his people. But he also loves those that don't even, never even seen him, but yet serve him. And, uh, See, that's where it's at. And, and believe me, you're going to worship something. You're going to worship somebody. The internet is making it too easy. Oh, it's making it way too easy to worship anything and anybody. And that's the thing, like, you can easily be worshiping something that you don't even know that you're worshiping. But uh, as long as you're giving him you know, the hits he needs so he can uh, get the paper that he wants. 
and you're listening to uh, just random nonsense or just anything in particular that interests your mind for the time being. Like, for instance, uh, intermodal dimensions and, and time travel. And if it ain't happening, when is it going to happen? You know what shocked me, Frank? I, I came across this, uh, this command that says in 2027 that he's in a, another dimension. Now, I saw this on the internet, and this man's walking around playing his day at 5 o'clock in the afternoon in Spain, and there ain't no one walking around. Do you believe in that sort of thing? Do you believe he's in a, another dimension? Because these are some of the things that when we start looking up, maybe we shouldn't look up. Oh, he, he worshiping somebody. Even if you don't see who he's worshiping, he's worshiping somebody. It might not be what you're knowing, but he knowing it. Is he telling other people? Well, he's telling them he's living in a whole different he, 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 He's scaring folks from what I, from what I gather. Right. I mean, the person that is, is, is dropping this knowledge on the Internet is actually scared of the evidence he's pulling off of this man's webpage. See, folks, when you start looking into things, that is where the adversary may have you, and you just may be looking up something, you know, the neighbor's gossip, you know, or whatever you can pull off of the um, YouTube. See, but the thing is, is when your adversary knows what he's doing, you got to know what the adversary's doing, and the only way you can do that is if you die deep into these scriptures. What do you gotta be? This is what you gotta be. We are the superstars, super, super, superstars, are we the ones who have the power? Superstar, ladies and gentlemen, dive deep. Hold on to that iron rod, which is your Bible, your two-edged sword, the only offensive weapon you got in the arsenal that is called Christianity and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Chapter 2. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will give to each person according to what he has done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism.
All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law, since they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts now accusing, now even defending them. This will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and brag about your relationship to God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of infants, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who brag about the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Circumcision. Did you hear what it said? If you believe in God, but yet are on the other side of the fence, that's a disaster. Well, it's gonna be. But if you preach against adultery, but yet commit adultery, what am I? You know, people would say nowadays, hypocrites. What clearly is being said is, you don't practice what you preach. So the walk that you have, that you say with the God so good, is being reflected and others are watching, whether you steal, whether you lie, whether you cheat. And they're saying, well, this Jew does it, so it should be fine for me to do it because he's getting away with everything that he's getting away, or this Gentile's doing it. And yet, they preach the good word, but they don't recommend it to themselves. They preach the good word, but don't receive it. Did you hear that? They preach a good word, but don't receive it. Man. This Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it, it, this stuff is real. It's real. It, it's real. Hell right. is a real place, and you don't go there for R&R. &R. No. See, it took me a long time to get out of my miry muck because I wasn't ready to preach the truth. No. Because it's held so dear with me, but today, after graduating and realized who I can become and who I am, today's a different story. Today, I'm gonna tell you, don't go that route, because I'm barely walking back from it. Now, let me tell you something, and let me tell you, sit right here by the road and tell you a story. See, you're gonna end up in that mire muck at the end of the road. 
What muck is that? Ooh, wait, let, let me tell you right now. Now, now you're going to find yourself looking in the mirror and not recognizing who you are. You're going to look in the mirror and recognize that all this money I'm counting comes at a price. So what you talking about? Money is a muck? Or, or are you talking about dirtiness? Uh, like, elaborate. You know, explain this to me. See, I was on a paper chase, ladies and gentlemen. Like, chasing money? Chasing money, women, and anything else I could do. So could I preach to you about the word of God? I hope not. But I did find myself doing it at times. I'm not going to lie to you. See, because I got to tell you the truth. The truth is, I was a sinner just like you. I thought I can get over and on people, sell people drugs, take their money, and nothing happens. But you know what? My mother told me before the day she died that all I am doing is killing people. Your mom said all you were doing was killing people. All I was doing was killing people and making my life better for you. How, how, how did that make you feel, Kevin? Did you understand what she was saying when she was saying it? I laughed at it. You know? And I, I said, Mom, you don't even know. But you know what? My mom been through it. You know, my dad put her through some things, and maybe that's where I learned it. These generational curses, they're real. So these, these are the sins of my father. And no, his sins ain't my sins, but I picked them up anyway because I saw the money that my dad was making. I didn't see the lives he was hurting, but God allowed me to see that my mom was right. My mom wanted me to become something different. And I believe that's what all parents want. They want us to be better than them for the for reasons they don't want to tell us. But when you find out that your dad was just a two-bit dealer just like you, was I better than my dad? No. No. No, I wasn't. I may have made more money. I may have lived a different life. But in reality, I was just like him. And that's all my mother could see was this man. I just wanted to hurt people and benefit his life from it. So I tell you, please don't go down that road. Because I drilled to the bottom, see, and I went through some of the, the bedrock. Bedrock is what you need to build big buildings on. And I drilled through some of that. And God said, enough, son. Come home. And now, with a new beginning, a new body, a new mind, I'm trying to say, I know what's at the end of the road. Please don't go. Please. I have an unequivocal belief in the word of God. Please don't go down that road. You will lose your soul. You will lose your life, just as I do. What I hear from that is uh, what people say struggle. But really, you were you were against the God Almighty. Your experience rap. And uh, a lot of people will say, oh well the struggle is real. No, it absolutely is. But they don't want to face
put their face and that's the breath of God. See, you can't be in the presence of a God so good and be too mouth, too faced, double hearted, double minded, and say, do this, do that, for aren't you godly? When you are preaching the good word and have studied it to the very key and know it by heart, scripture, verses, chapter, number, and you tell another, this is what the apostle is telling you. He's telling you all in this second chapter of Romans. Don't think you are going to get away from a God so good because you are preaching the good word. Just because you have the word in you doesn't mean you are the word. Just because you're preaching the word doesn't mean that the word abides in you, with you, and is going to be for you because you know it by heart. Value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, you have become as though you had not been circumcised. If those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a man is a Jew if he is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart, by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a man's praise is not from men, but from God. Chapter 3 What advantage then is there in being a Jew, or what value is there in circumcision? much in every way. First of all, they have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith... Now, don't think too much of that circumcision thing right now. What he's saying is, is there's some people that are going to have a heart that looks only to God. And that is an inward thing. What do you mean, like, heart only to God? Like, well, see, to have your heart only to God is that one day you got on your knees. Does it mean I, I got to get circumcised too? Or, or does it mean that I got to obey the law because I am circumcised? Well, see, uh, or, what, they're, what they're talking about, they're talking about two things, but... Now, listen, everything is in metaphorical terms. Okay. See, the, the, the circumcision he's talking about is the circumcision of, like, say, the world. Okay. You know, you got to cut that off. That's extra piece that you don't need, and you got to cut that out of your life. Surrender to the will of God. See, and that is something you do with your heart. See, some people don't know about a gut they love. See, God resides in your heart, deep in there. 
And that's where you got to love him from. Only you and God stand there. That is an inward love. An outward love would be saying, I love God. Praise God. He's done all these things for me. But yet, go home and beat your wife. Go home and do whatever you do. And then pray for it on Sunday. That is what you've got to trick yourself from. See, because that's not the life that he's talking about. You've got, you got to shed that world. You've got to circumcise it. Now, a circumcises, you know, we all know it's a piece of foreskin off of, off of men's, you know, reproductive part. Okay. And they literally cut off a piece. Now, it's usually by the eighth day when the baby's born. Uh, or if you're Jewish, on your what they call bar mitzvah. And uh, believe me, I wouldn't want it to have it at that age. No. Because you would remember the pain. As a baby, you don't remember being uh, uh, cut and stitched up. Uh, but it does affect who you are, what you do. And how you do it. So, in a bit, bar mitzvah, it's the boy's passes to being a man. Uh, it's a celebration of becoming a man. It's not only acknowledging that you are becoming an older adult, but it is acknowledging that you will be allowed to do adult things which you haven't been allowed and you'll get to sit with the big boys in the big boys table no longer with the children but it tells you that this is what you're allowed to do you're allowed to be with other men that have went through the same and now you get to get influenced by them. Now, what they're saying is, in Scripture, do not be fooled by those that know more than you do. Do not be fooled by those that practice the Scripture, teach the Scripture, but do not practice the Scripture themselves. For many will come with his name say that they are the one but do not be fooled by many saying that they are the one because many already have came many already have presented themselves and have fallen short of the mass glory of a God so good for there was not one no not one that is good so if every word of scripture is being revealed, and he's writing to the Romans about circumcision, being circumcised, not circumcised, it's a matter of heart, it's a matter of mind, it's a matter of following the law, for if you are circumcised, that's what it's mean. But metaphorically, as well as Kenny said, he's taking it to a whole different level. A whole different level. I mean, to understand what he is saying, 
the very first of the introduction was this is for all this is not just for you or for the Romans that I'm writing it to but when you read it you realize oh he wrote this to me but but, but you're saying it's been like 2,000 years ago it, it, it might have been 2,000 years ago I don't know but what I do know is that he written it for such a time as this you can see that things have not changed but when they did well, Sodom and Gomorrah was obliterated. I mean, uh, places that you thought would be standing uh, weren't there anymore. Uh, Babylon, God, I mean, God. And one day, people were weeping, crying, saying, oh, no. Why? Why? But this is what happens when you worship man. You're going to get what men do. What do men do? Lie, cheat, steal, connive. Throw in more words than they should, bro. Be at more places than they could be. But yet, they preach the good word and do not practice it themselves. So, I'm just here to say, that if you won't do what you do, by all means, do what you do. But be honest about what you do. That way nobody can say, well, he didn't tell me he was going to do that. She didn't tell me she was going to do that. Because after they do do what they do, you will know what they do, how they do it, and why they do it. Can you be mad at a person? Of course you can can you knock a person for not doing the right thing? If they told you they weren't going to do the right thing, and you know they weren't going to do it right, I mean, then don't loan them anything. But it says, well, if a neighbor asks for something, that you should give it to them. Yeah, if a neighbor asks, not somebody far away, not, not somebody two doors down from you, if your neighbor asks, um, let, let, let's define what a neighbor is. Frankly, you my neighbor? You know, I'm a neighbor to the most neighboring person can be. And what he means by neighbor is, are you my brother? Can I ask you for something, not live next to you, and you be my neighbor? Of course. Because we are doing the Father's business. And what I mean by the Father's business this is my brother, this is my father, this is my mother, and this is my sister. So that I do my father's will. That's my neighbor, that's my family, that's my love. Now, as we close this off, I want you to know that it took a long time just to get to this point that we're at uh, it's a beautiful thing it's only going to get better and I want you to come along and join us in finding not only yourself 
but the creator who created it all. If you're wowed by such the little things of life, well, just remember, there's a creator behind all of it. Everything you see, everything you know, every tree, any animal, any person that you think was not created by the creator, it started. Can I give an invitation? Oh, man, man, man. Go, do, do what you can do. I get, can I give an invitation? You know? Okay, check this out. Are there any tweakers out there? Disconnected. Are there any two-weakers out there? You know, and Are there any smokers out there? Are there any people tired of being sick and tired out there? Do you have a million dollars in the bank, but you just can't find love? You're doing so good. You got plenty of cars in the driveway. You got the model wife, but you still don't feel just right. How about the single mom that just needs a help? Hey, mama, I'm talking to you. Do you need help with that? Uh, now, rich, wealthy, poor alike, we're all sinners. We I leave all. I, I give you an invitation. We're going to be putting these out as often as we can. Often. As often as we can, please, with my invitation and the will of God, you may go to bed tonight and you're feeling like the weight of the world's on your shoulders, but I promise you, soccer mom, rich guy, poor guy, tweaker in the gutter, living in a, living in a trap house, don't know where to go, you're living in a dope house, you're living at the mission, you're living on a, just behind a dumpster, please, you have an invitation by God, for God, through us as the instrument, please, please, so hear, uh, hear these words and just know that someone cares, God cares, and we're going to be bringing this to you as often as possible to give you that joy in the morning. You may go to bed in trembles, not knowing what to do, but in that night, God is going to come to you in the morning. It says it in the scriptures, and I'm saying it now. The joy will come in the morning. Because why? You are a Superstar. We are the superstars, super, super, superstars are we, the ones who have the power. So dive in, I mean, dive in, go for it, find out who written this apostle, this Romans, find out who this man is, that you may know. The things that happen, happen, said. For blessings upon blessings upon blessings will only come. Well, Frank, it looks like we're running out of time. If you die, I think we should end this one. Okay. With yeah, a yeah. Prayer. So, 
Um, Father, I'd like to thank you just for giving us the opportunity, for the opportunity, to have the opportunity. And uh, as we go on with our day, Father, bless us, dear, and those that are around us. Thank you for all those that are listening and are going. We love you. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah.